You are Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast on the Milwaukee Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Welcome to Locked on Bucks. I'm Eric Name, Milwaukee Bucks reporter at The Athletic Wisconsin. And joining me as always is my good friend and the founder of BrewHoop.com, Frank Men. And bringing you today's podcast is Wise. Our friends over at Wise, W-Y-Z-E, have fantastic deals for you at wyze.com slash locked. That'll get you the guaranteed lowest price for Wise. And Wise are the Wise is the indoor camera that does it all. Wise is packed with premium features that allows you to see everything from anywhere for only $20. That's 1080p, full HD, images so clear you won't miss a thing, night vision, and two-way audio. Again, wyze.com slash locked. Also bringing you today's show is Himalaya. You can get Locked on Bucks on the brand new podcast and app Himalaya, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Bucks. Frank, the regular season is over. Game seven! <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we're getting Zaza Pachulia back in our lives. We are hopefully not getting a game seven uh, in this first round series. but uh, So yeah. everything will be easy, right? Because yeah. like, <laughs> it's, I it's I only nothing easy if it's game seven, yeah, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I want to go, go that far. But um, <laughs> yeah, we... Uh, I don't know. It would have been it would have been kind of fun to uh, see the Pistons play the Raptors. They they beat the Raptors three zero in the regular season with that interesting Dwayne Casey subplot. Um, instead, we're going to get the Thonmaker revenge series slash uh, Zaza Pachulia, hopefully not injuring Giannis uh, series. Um, but uh, yeah, the Pistons kind of backed their way into the playoffs. They took care of business tonight in New York without Blake Griffin, who uh, has been ailing I, I believe is it a knee injury i think that he's been kind of battling um mm. but i mean they had a must win right that he didn't even play in which again i guess against the knicks isn't um necessarily like the biggest risk in the world but uh yeah detroit will be the uh the opponent the hornets just shit the bed at home against the magic um uh, and uh yeah pistons who the bucks Took four four out of four games from during the regular season. Um, I guess one of those was came down to the final possession in Detroit, right? The one that Blake Griffin missed the final shot on. But for the most part, Bucks uh, did not have a lot of problems with the Pistons so far this year. And we'll talk a lot more about Pistons Bucks um, probably tomorrow, I, I guess. Um, but uh, oh yeah, and there was a Bucks game, but uh, it was like a fake Bucks game. Is uh, another Tim Frazier. Uh, 48 minute Iron Man. Iron Man. Iron Man Tim Frazier. The Cal Ripken of random <laughs> games that the Bucks don't care about. Tim Frazier. Uh, he played 101 minutes. I believe he only I, he only started two games, I assume, for the Bucks, right? 
and played 101 mm. minutes in those two <laughs> those two games. <laughs> 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 he put up big numbers again tonight. 29 points and yeah. 13 assists. What, do you, what did he have like 15 assists in the other game or something like that? I think he averaged like 25. Also, uh, DJ Wilson. Let's help Tim Frazier get a triple double next time. Oh uh, yeah, he stole seven. that rebound. Yeah, like come on, man. Like Tim Frazier's out here playing every minute of the game. Well, DJ Wilson played every minute except like just came out just uh, for a little bit. Um, so he plays forty-seven too. So shout out to DJ Wilson um, for answering the call uh, as you know a regular that for some reason needed to play that many minutes. Uh, Chris Middleton uh, drew the short short straw, I'm assuming, uh, is the only starter that ended up playing tonight. Uh, so he goes out there. Or I guess I guess Sterling Brown is technically a starter as well. But he didn't start. So, But he didn't start. Um, so, Which is weird, right? That's kind of weird because but has said that he's going to start. You know, he's, he's yes. the default starter with uh with brogdon obviously hurt so yeah that was kind of random yeah no that that was weird but uh you know chris middleton 17 minutes for him or sonny de silva 24 for him george hill 19 pat Connaughton 18 sterling brown 23 uh and then the trio of frazier 48 minutes bonzi colson 45 minutes uh and dj wilson 47 minutes so all those guys just kind of play and play and play and play. Uh, and yeah, like you said, Tim Frazier, 29 points, 13 assists, six rebounds. Could have been seven if DJ didn't steal that one from him. Uh, DJ Wilson, 18 points, 17 rebounds. Bonzi Colson, a 21 and 10 uh, on another, you know, not great. Uh, I guess it's not as bad as it was in Atlanta for uh, Bonzi Colson, seven of 16 nights. So not not too bad there for him. Um, but yeah, that was that was not a real basketball game. Uh, that was, I, I'm not really sure what that was, uh, but it was, it was something, uh, Bucks lose 127, 116. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think about anything in this game that that's really interesting. And I can't think of one thing. Um, so I guess it really is just kind of thinking about the playoffs and, uh, you know, it came down to either Detroit or Orlando by the end of the night. And, uh, you know, this, this to me is kind of like the, the same spot that I, that I was kind of talking about earlier, where it's just like, I, I don't think it matters who they play. And, you know, I, at this point, it is, is, I mean, we can talk about this later, but like this, this is probably a sweep, right? Like Blake Griffin, not really healthy, might miss game one. Um, that it feels like it, it's kind of setting up for the Bucks to to get a sweep. Not that they needed help, um, but even to avoid a gentleman's sweep. Yeah, I mean, I'll go for um, for for the the frank paranoid Bucks fan take of of a gentleman's sweep, perhaps. Um, just because it's hard to beat the same team over and over and over and over again, and in this case. If they were to sweep them, that would mean that they would have beaten them over, 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 and over again, uh, if you include the regular season. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I, I'll, I'll say this. I With the Pistons in particular, I mean, they, since we last saw them, they have added Wayne Ellington. Uh, Luke Kennard is, is playing a more, more prominent role. Um, they don't have Reggie Bullock anymore. So, I mean, part of me just looks at them and just like, I, I just don't, I just don't think I see the the shooting to really kind of 
scare me, you know? Like, I mean, that's always like the thing I kind of worry a little bit with the Bucks is like, you know, can they, um, can they do like weird things with lineups and can they bring out enough shooting that, you know, they could just have some, some crazy shooting nights and, and really trouble you that way. And, um, I don't know, I mean, like Blake has been, um, has been, you know, great this year when he was healthy. Uh, I think, I think I, I want to say that I saw he had, was I think third, I believe, behind, I think Harden and Luca, I want to say, and Luca and numbers, how much he's in the ball. Um, but you know, Pistons, like, they have, I mean, Drummond obviously has to play. And so they can't go really small. They have to put out one guy that can't shoot. And so, like, they can't do kind of like the stuff that, like, you know, we talk about the Celtics doing, or, or obviously Philly doing, where they can put their big man and he can at least scare you a little bit from, from three or, you know, Horford obviously is a guy that, that you worry about giving pick and pop threes too. So, um, you know, I think they're a team that they really can't take Brooke Lopez out of the game, um, which I think is a really kind of important thing when you think about matchups. Um, I don't, again, I don't know if any, any team is really going to play Brooke Lopez off the court at this point. I mean, I think Brooke has shown that that's very difficult to do. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, again, like, respect to the Pistons they're you know again they'll get a few days to get healthy here um you know you never know what what might happen in a playoff series and um I thought you asked I mean you asked Eric Bledsoe in the post game today about you know you know do they get frustrated with people saying they have you know they haven't proved anything uh in the regular season or you know, their regular scheme and I thought it was funny Bledsoe was just like well they're kind of right like <laughs> we haven't you know they haven't <laughs> done anything yet um and so I I really appreciated that um I appreciated that level of, uh, of honesty from him. Um, so that was, that was kind of interesting. Um, but, uh, yeah. And I mean, in fairness, you know, like the, this Pistons this year, I mean, they were a top 10 team in terms of volume of attempts and made threes. Uh, so it's not like they're, you know, just like a team that just is playing like crow Magnon basketball, but, um, I don't know. I just kind of, especially with, with Griffin not playing well of late. Uh, I, did, I think he did have a 40 plus point game like a week or two ago. Um, but he's looked kind of banged up and, and has had some struggles and obviously missed the game tonight. So, um, you know, fundamentally, just given the way the Bucks have played this year and, um, you know, you just look at this Pistons team. I mean, um, 21st in offense, 12th in defense, negative net rating. I mean, it's just it's just kind of hard to look at them and feel like they can defend a high enough level and also score at a high enough level at the same time um, against a team like the Bucks to to really kind of give them problems and um you know, I think Giannis has had some, I think his first couple games against the Pistons were, were really not great this year. And he's had some randomly bad games against us, against the Pistons, but also then had some, some better games. I think in the last two games, he, he was much more effective and, um, you know, it just, just feels like, uh, uh, you know, you just look at them. It's like, well, if they put Blake on Giannis. I mean, that's, that's hard for Blake, um, who, you know, is, uh, he's not a terrible defender, but you know, again, like, he's not locking down Giannis by any stretch. And obviously if they try to put Drummond on him, I mean, we know how he has uh, uh, dismantled centers and Andre Drummond is no Rudy Gobert or Joel Embiid in terms of like one-on-one defense either. So, um, so yeah, I, I think it's just hard to look at them and see kind of clear answers. Um, you know, I think again, like it, I, I am genuinely curious to see Thon play against the Bucks. We have not seen that yet. And obviously in, you know, series where he's like randomly like seemed extra motivated, like the playoffs or anytime he plays Toronto, uh, <laughs> he tends to kind of like find this sort of different, um, different level. Um, but hasn't really done anything in Detroit that would make you, um, you know, 
regret at this point um, since the trade. 38% from the field, 31% from three, um, you know, 47% on twos, um, 19 minutes a game. So he's, he's played a little bit more than obviously he was uh, in Milwaukee. So, okay, I guess that's something. But, um, you know, hasn't been a fit, particularly efficient. And uh, uh, let's see, uh, basketball reference has them minus five points per 100 worse with him on the court than than off so um he has obviously not been you know an impact player for them but you know who knows he uh i mean it, it's actually interesting like if he plays like i could you see him could you see them trying to put him on Giannis just to say well you've defended this dude in practice for you know three years like let's see if you remember anything or <laughs> throw it to give him any type of problems um but I think the problem is Thon doesn't really take charges and he just isn't strong enough to, to be able to bang with Giannis. So I, I'm kind of uh, interested to see it, to see it. But um, yeah, I just, I mean, I think you just kind of look at it any, any way you want. I mean, one of these teams won 60 games and the other rumbled, bumbled and stumbled its way into the playoffs. So um, yeah, this, there should really only be one result in here. It's just a matter of how many games it takes to get there. Yeah. I've, I've realized in the last hour two hours that the next two weeks are really going to be a struggle for me um because you have to go to detroit well no i'm i'm okay with going to detroit uh i think the tigers are in town i'll be able to enjoy some baseball hang out a little bit uh it should be fine but like as you know for the last like month i've been very dismissive of any teams that the Bucks could possibly play in the first round. And uh, I think my, my thoughts toward that have only kind of strengthened uh, where, you know, it's just like, Oh, no, it's going to be a sweep. Like the, the Pistons don't really have anything for the Bucks uh, before when you're like, you know, I don't think the Pistons really have the, and then you said shooting, to compete with the Bucks, I was about, I was about to interject with uh, the the anything the talent uh, the, I I don't know but um, I think that that's gonna be, it's gonna be a real struggle for me is because like I I will do my best to to give everyone compelling content but I know that I'm gonna I'm gonna you know have to really work at it because I just think that you know this Bucks team is that much better. And speaking of things that I know are just going to be way better is Wise. I know that whatever indoor camera you are using right now, Wise is going to be better. The, the, just the facts, just like just like the Bucks. And I know that the Bucks are, are better than the Pistons. I know that Wise and the cameras that you can get there are, are much better than, than the cameras anywhere else. It's the indoor camera that does it all. It's packed with premium features that allows you to see everything from anywhere for only $20. Wise has 1080p full HD, images so clear you won't miss a thing, night vision, and two-way audio. Their mission is to bring amazing smart home products accessible to everyone. Check on your home anytime with Wise app's live stream. Connect with life as it unfolds in sharp focus. Live stream with eight times digital zoom. And a big time reminder that there's a free rolling 14 day cloud storage. And when you're using cameras and, you know, you, you're going to have all of this, you know, all of these video files that take up a bunch of space, you got to have somewhere to store. And then they have 
14-day cloud storage at WISE, all free, rolling 14-day cloud storage, as well as no subscriptions. So at $20 per cam, you can do just about anything. Uh, and it gets even better because for just $10 more, WISE Cam Pan gives you 360-degree coverage in under three seconds. Life moves fast. Your camera should, too. You're talking about big time rotation speed, horizontal range of 360 degrees, vertical range of 93 degrees. You can patrol your room with pan scan, set the camera's patrol route with up to four custom waypoints, track the action, wise cam pan, automatically detects tags and tracks motion within its field of view. Keeping up with life in real time has never been so easy. It also works with Alexa. And again, free rolling 14 day cloud storage for the very best deals head over to wise.com slash locked again that's wyze.com slash locked to get the guaranteed lowest price and uh, i guess the the one interesting kind of subplot as you said is um Giannis and thon and uh so Game ends. Obviously, Giannis didn't play tonight, and uh, he typically nights where he doesn't play or guys don't play. Like they try to get out quick before the media gets there. But they had fan appreciation nights, so guys were hanging out a little bit more. And uh, Giannis was still in there when we got there. And uh, typically, uh, Giannis will be icing and uh, like in a towel, and you know, like protocol says that you know you just wait for those players to get dressed and then you can chat with them. But he was ready, fully dressed and just hanging out there. And I walked up to him and I said, you're in trouble now. And he was like, what in trouble? And I was like, yeah, man, you got to play playoff fun. And, <laughs> and he was like, he like smiled at me. And he was like, no, but seriously, that it, it's going to be tough. And like the way that he said it, to me, it was just, it wasn't like, oh, I'm worried that Thon will be able to defend me well, but it was just like, you know, like that's someone that Giannis is, is really close with. Like, that's, that's someone that he grew really close with over the years. You obviously mentioned their, their practice sessions together where uh, Giannis was, you know, kind of helping mentor Thon and, and trying to get him to the next level. And obviously throughout all the time we've done this podcast, we've talked about just how much Giannis always believed in Thon. And, you know, like just you, you could tell in the way they said, you know, it's going to be tough. It was just like, oh, like he, he's just comprehending in his mind that like he's going to have to destroy Thon. Uh, <laughs> like, are you know, like, because to me, it was like the way that Giannis talks about other players guarding him, he never thinks anyone can cover him. So he definitely wasn't talking about like, oh, you know, this is going to be it's gonna be really tough to go up against Thon because he's a great defender. It was like, you know, it's going to be tough. Like that's that's someone that uh, obviously I, I, Giannis didn't say this, but, you know, that's like a guy that he helped uh, kind of groom and build and uh, hope that he got better. So I, I do think that part of uh, part of it will be interesting. Uh, I think another part of it that's interesting is Dwayne Casey as the coach. Obviously, uh, Giannis's first playoff series as you know, kind of the man was against was against Dwayne Casey and the Toronto Raptors. So uh, that's someone who's 
coached against him in this specific kind of setting like this this exact thing where you know where you can game plan you can think through some of the adjustments you want to make on him you can think through some of the things that you want to do on him um so i i i will say i do think that is kind of interesting um not that it's gonna lead to him being able to concoct some sort of some game plan that no one else could dream of because he's he's one of two coaches that's coached against him in the post postseason before. But I do think it does make it a little bit more interesting. And then, you know, just kind of Giannis in those uh, games against the Pistons, um, the Bucks played them for the first time on December 5th. In that game, Giannis had 15 points, seven rebounds and five assists. Uh, so not his best game. He also had five turnovers in that game. It's a game that he only played 26 minutes and then the Bucks won by 23, but still not, not his strongest game up next. The Bucks played the Pistons on December 17th. Uh, again, that was the game that you mentioned was just a, a three point yeah. win for the Bucks. Blake Griffin, I believe was the one that had the chance to tie it late. Um, but, but did not hit that shot in that game. Giannis has 32 points. 12 rebounds, five assists, but also six turnovers. Uh, so not a strongest game in that one. Uh, New Year's Day, they play the Pistons at home. Uh, and in that one, Giannis, 15 points, eight rebounds, seven assists. Uh, just three turnovers in that one. Uh, but they did get him up to five fouls, uh, which is something that the Pistons have done well because Blake just flops all the time. Uh, so in three of the five games or three of the four games, excuse me, the Bucks have played the Pistons this year. Giannis has had five fouls. Um, and uh, there were a couple of pretty egregious ones that Blake has had uh, and picked up on him that ended up going in his direction. Um, but then the final time, January 29th. So as you said, like you hadn't seen him with Thon. I don't think they'd seen him without Reggie Bullock. Um, so this is, you know, a somewhat different Pistons team on that last one on the, the 29th of January, 21 points, 11 rebounds, three assists, uh, for Giannis and then, uh, two turnovers in that one. So, yeah, you know, I, I'm, I should really look up his splits and see if, if that's the team that he's, I don't want to say performed the worst against because I mean, it's still, it's still Giannis. Um, but you know, I would guess that's probably on the lower end for for some of the teams that he's played this year. Um, and, and again, I don't know if that's through really any of the Pistons doing. Um, and, you know, there's obviously some circumstance only playing 26 minutes in games and stuff like that. But um, I don't know. Uh, there, maybe maybe there is a little bit of something, something there that the Pistons uh, don't necessarily have his number, but just kind of you know, make it a little bit tough on them. Yeah. They, they also have a uh, Giannis stopper, John Lohr, uh, which uh, there were a couple games, not this year, but, but maybe a year ago, I feel like that, that Lohr yeah. actually looked like shockingly competent defending on us. Um, I, I would welcome John Lohr trying to be the guy to stop him. Uh, in this series, I don't <laughs> think that'll work out as well for, for John Lohr. Um, but, uh, yeah, there'll be, uh, you know, again, I mean, it's, um, there, I will say this, like, again, in part, because I, I just don't see them having kind of like the crazy, like 
you know, I don't know, like, like the, the, the nets could, I, I could just see the nets having like crazy nights shooting the ball. And we saw one the other night when the bucks didn't have Giannis, but you know, they're the kind of team, they shoot tons of threes. They play a really kind of like up-tempo brand of basketball that, you know, some nights they're just going to be able to outscore even teams that are much better than them. Um, and the magic, I don't know what to make of the magic, but I mean, the magic have had the, the best defense in the league since January. I want to say, um, they have athletes, yep. uh, they have guys like Terrence Ross that just sort of scare me or a guy like Terrence Ross who scares me. Uh, they have your favorite point guard, DJ Augustine. Um, and you know, this is a team that, That's I correct. mean, they gave, is that, is that still the biggest butt whipping the Bucks have gotten all season that, that home loss when Giannis didn't play um, not so long ago. I think it was like a 20 point yeah. loss. Right. And again, like Giannis didn't play. So it's like, well, it was. Like, I'm, I'm not going to use that as like a predictor of the playoffs, but um, you know, they're a team that has been good for a while. So um, I'd say, you know, again, we, we've talked about how, um, you know, Tom Haberstroh was written on how late season play isn't necessarily like always that indicative of how a team's going to play in the playoffs, but I'd say a lot of that is because of teams that, um, you know, just sort of take it easy at the end of the season. And it has not been a matter of like the Pistons taking it easy. Right. I mean, they've had every incentive to play well and they've, they've really kind of struggled down the stretch and lost some bad games. And you know, even the other night they were losing by 20 at home to the Grizzlies uh, before they got their shit together and, and pulled it out. So um, yeah, they're just kind of a, you know, they're, they're, they're meh. You know, they're just kind of uh, there and they are a good rebounding team on both ends. And that's that's pretty much pretty much it. They're, again, not a good offense, not a good defense, Maybe a little, little bit better uh, than average defense. Um, but, you know, obviously it's just been uh, let's just say they're, they're a team that that uh, just does not does not scare you uh, too much. And, um, you know, just kind of looking at uh, their. Um, looking at their numbers uh, defensively. Um, so they they actually have um, a pretty good shot chart. Um, so uh, they give up a very small fraction of their shots from three, 30%. Um, that's fourth in the league. Um, so that, that's a good thing. They give up um, a relatively high number of mid-range shots. So um, I don't think the Bucks are going to shoot a lot of mid-range shots, but... Um, but that's an area where, uh, you know, again, like at least from a shot distribution standpoint, they've been pretty good defensively 10th and rim, uh, frequency that's, which is actually a fair bit worse than last year when they were second first year before. So, um, teams have been able to get to the rim on them. Um, but they're a good rebounding team, so they don't give up a lot of, uh, second chances. Again, not that the Bucks look for lots of second chances. Uh, and they've also been a very good offensive rebounding team. Obviously Drummond, you know, you, you associate with, with being a, a big rebounder on both sides. And I think that's one of the things they did very well this year. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but um, if I recall correctly, they've really held Drummond in check kind of from a rebounding perspective, which, um, you know, I know in, in previous years, I mean, we can, it feels like Andre Drummond's had a lot of just, you know, eat the bucks alive <laughs> on the boards type games, um, you know, especially given how poorly the bucks have been on the defensive class in recent years. But uh, obviously that's, that's changed significantly this year. And, um, I think certainly the, the Lopez Drummond matchup is interesting because, you know, as I said, you know, they, they, they got to play Andre Drummond. They, you know, they can't, they can't not play him and he's obviously not a pick and pop guy. So, uh, they're going to have to try to use him as a, as a role man. 
um, and see see what they can do uh, in that regard. So, um, so yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to to the games. I'm looking forward to the you know the, the playoffs starting um, as much as I. Uh, I mean, you talked about like I mean, for, as much as you're kind of already preemptively complaining about having to cover the first round of the playoffs. I mean, look at what you just made it through the past couple of weeks with all these games <laughs> that were just kind of meaningless with the Bucks being so good that it, you know, they played Bonzi Colson 47 minutes and uh, Tim Frazier uh, full game. So um, I do not foresee that happening. See, I, I will say I, I don't want people to think that I'm complaining about covering the playoffs because I'm not, I am just trying to be upfront and honest that it's going to be really hard for me to pretend that the Pistons have a chance in this series okay. and thus creating content uh, for this, this show is going to be difficult for me because it's just gonna be like, well, you know, they're going to lose. That's how it is. Like the Pistons um, are going to lose. Uh, injury wise. Um, I, I keep me, keep me honest here. I believe, um, I mean, you were there at the game tonight. Uh, sounds like, uh, there is a decent chance that Nikola Meritich might be available for the start of the playoffs. Uh, and a less, so, less of a chance that, that Tony Snell is, that was from what I could tell sort of what Bud, Bud was intimating, but, um, I don't think that they'll be rushing anybody back for, you know, this first round matchup either way, but, um, at a minimum, it's not that they're not, you know, they're not in the Malcolm Brogdon camp of, you know, wait till the second round, at least. It was kind of interesting. Bud kind of like meandered through some, some answers about Miritich and Snell. Um, but then I had uh, Jaja Reitz on Twitter, J-A-J-A-R-E-E-T-Z on Twitter. Shout out to you. Uh, who said that on the, like the, courtside coaches show or something that I think it's called on 620 uh, WTMJ. Uh, Bud does it once a week and, or maybe once a month or once every two weeks. I don't really know, but he did it earlier this week and Bud actually kind of laid out pretty solid timelines for them. So for Miritich, he said Nico is progressing the pain, which is kind of going to dictate when he can play is kind of moving in the right direction. It's kind of becoming less. I think he'll not play in our last game against Oklahoma city. That was obviously tonight. He did not. And we'll see if we play Saturday or Sunday for game one of the playoffs. I think game one or somewhere near the start of the first round, we're hoping he's available, ready to go. And then he was asked about Tony Snell and he said, he's a little bit behind Nico. We'll see. I think the first weekend of the first round series, game one, game two, he probably won't be available. If everything goes well, then we'll start hoping and thinking maybe he can come back the middle of the first round. Ankles are tough. He just has to continue to rehab and put the time in, and we'll see when he becomes available. So um, that is, you know, the uh, most significant update we've gotten on those injuries. And um, I, I know that people have been in, my mentions and Matt's mentions and Kane's mentions. And, um, you know, the people are always asking, Oh, can you get us an update? Can you get us updated? And it's like, well, yeah, we, we asked bud, but he just says like, yeah, you know, timeline hasn't really changed. So, uh, I would like to remind people that we ask about these things all the time and the coach gets annoyed, which is fine. We're just doing our jobs. Uh, but ultimately, we don't really ever hear anything more until 
they want you to hear anymore. I don't know if that makes any sense. Like they could have told us this a while ago, but maybe it wouldn't have been accurate. So they didn't. So now that they know or feel like they have a better idea, they decided to actually give us something. So uh, just for reference for Malcolm Brogdon, uh, when we ask, you know, it's he's progressing, he took the boot off, uh, he's walking, whatever it may be. Uh, but there's not really an update to the timeline. So um, just keep in mind that you're not going to hear real updates until they want you to hear real updates. And again, I mean, this is the good news of being the first overall seed. And, you know, really, you should be able to beat the Pistons, certainly without Miritich, um, who... As a reminder, the Bucks had the best record in the league before they even got Miritich for a guy that you know wasn't playing in some second round pick. So, um, so obviously they they shouldn't need Nikola Miritich to win in the first round, um, and I think we'd all agree they should not need Malcolm Brogdon either. Um, and I think that's kind of one of the things that has been uh, interesting about these last few weeks of the season is that you know they they seem again like you want Malcolm Brogdon. I think you're certainly going to need Malcolm Brogdon to give yourself the best possible chance of beating uh, the best teams in the East and, and obviously the best team that comes out of the West if you make it that far. Um, but, you know, again, the the upside has been uh, the way that, you know, this team has uh, gotten good contributions from a lot of these other guys, you know, whether it's Pat Connaughton, Sterling Brown, um, George Hill, right? Um, those guys have, have obviously blunted the, the loss of, of Malcolm, who was having a great season. So, um, so yeah, I mean... Again, I think uh, uh, make it through that first round, and um, then then it gets serious, and then you get you know either the the Celtics or the or the Pacers, and um, then and then yeah, then it gets really interesting, especially uh, if it's Boston. Uh, the news today that that Marcus Smart is going to miss four to six weeks with a uh, an oblique injury. Um, th- that's obviously a big deal. Marcus Smart's been really good for them this year, uh, and he's a guy that you know. I'm sure every team would rather not have to play against. Um, <laughs> so certainly interesting to see him um, ruled out. But Smart didn't play last year in the Bucks series, did he? I thought he was also hurt. Not until the end. Yeah, okay. Um, so anyway, um, there's that. I will say this about tonight's game. You bemoaned uh, DJ Wilson stealing Tim Frazier's rebounds. Um, it was, again, otherwise a great night for the Frazier Fjord. Um, there were the... <laughs> Great weather uh, in the fjord tonight. Um, but I, I will say this. DJ Wilson was stuck on 18 points and 17 rebounds for it seemed like an eternity to close that game. I was I was hoping he might have been able to pull out a 2020 game, mm. which, uh, which would have been absurd that DJ Wilson would pull out a 2020 game. But, um, you know, it just goes to show if uh, an NBA player plays 47 minutes or whatever he played tonight um, against a team that maybe isn't going all out. I mean, the, the Thunder had motivation to, to play well, but, you know, they realized who they were who they were going up against, I think, as well. Uh, probably not as easy to go uh, to go all out uh, when, uh, you know, Giannis isn't playing and Bledsoe's not playing and they're, the Bucks are kind of mailing it in. But, um, but yeah, it's uh, it, it was uh, uh, nearly, uh, nearly a uh, historic number from DJ. But again, this is sort of the thing, right? We talked before, like a lot of times, you know, okay, these guys put up some, some counting stats in a game like this, but you know, again, they played like almost the entire game. Right. Um, <laughs> and they didn't shoot well. I mean, DJ Wilson took 20 shots, started well shooting the ball and then started throwing up a lot of bricks. 
and you know this is it is it, this does serve as a good reminder of how ridiculous James Harden is and again Bucks fans probably don't want to hear that but like just the idea like all those guys start off shooting well you, you know we said the same thing about Bonzi Colson right the the in Atlanta when and it was like oh okay like first quarter and then it's like oh shit I'm not used to playing this this much oh I still have to take the shots like I'm still in the game like oh Okay, and you know, like you're gonna start seeing guys miss more, and uh, you know, it's difficult to keep the same efficiency as your usage and your minutes uh, all continue to to move higher and higher. Yeah, for sure. And um, so, uh, so anyway, so if you were a fantasy player and you randomly picked up Tim Fraser for these these the one game a week here in the last two weeks of the season that he started, uh, that could have been pretty convenient because he did give you some numbers or. Uh, and as did Bonzi Colson, and at least he didn't shoot five out of eighteen for for tonight. So that was a nice, pleasant surprise from uh, from Bonzi <laughs> Colson, the uh, unathletic Jabari Parker um, facsimile. That uh, that I I still can't get over how much he looks like Jabari when he runs around on the court. He does, um, he and then he does. jumps obviously, and then you realize that he's not Jabari Parker. But um, but yeah, the, that's funny. Um, I yeah, I have nothing. We good? Oh, I think I don't we're think good. I have anything else to add. It's over. The greatest Bucks regular season of my lifetime. Um, uh, I enjoyed it. It was fantastic. I'm also happy to just put it to bed because it kind of got pointless towards the end because, ironically, the Bucks were too good. Um, so that's a good problem to have. And now, uh, man, now we're in the weird position of going into the playoffs expecting uh, – expecting the Bucks <laughs> to start winning series. Um, so I'm going to have to emotionally prepare myself for that. And uh, God help us if, uh, if they lose a game, cause I'll, I'll be a, an emotional wreck. <laughs> All right. Well, I was going to say, we'll look forward to that day, but no, we won't look forward to that day. That, that does, that does not sound good. Um, but it, I'm sure it'll happen at some point. I don't think they're going. But, yeah, one other thing to add. Um, I was, uh, I promised I would complain when you, when you, uh, predicted that I would uh, skirt your my obligations <laughs> and, and just um, come up with an excuse not to be on the pod tonight. Um, I made a half joke about uh, how on the pod I would complain about how the Bucks scrubs uh, ruined their chance at finishing first in defensive rating this season. Uh, I, so I checked the numbers. The Bucks dropped slightly, uh, but they were they, they are still as of this moment with the Utah game pending still were ahead of the Jazz by 0.1 uh, points per 100 possessions uh, in the NBA.com rankings. They, they've actually been behind the Jazz by a fair bit in the cleaning the glass rankings, which take out garbage time and, um, you know, sort of make some adjustments there. But in the, I will say the, I'll say the official uh, NBA.com rankings, uh, they are still first just barely as of this moment. And the Clippers have scored 117 points with five minutes left to go in the game against the Jazz tonight. No go bear. So apparently Quinn Snyder was not too concerned about rank, uh, trying to steal the number one defensive r- ranking for the season um, because the, uh, the the Clippers are, are putting up a very big offensive night on the Jazz. So uh, it does appear the Bucks uh, knock on wood and I'm, I, I know I'm going, I'm calling it, I'm calling it early, but uh, uh, with, 97% of precincts reporting, I'm going to project that the Bucks will finish with the best defensive rating in the NBA. So uh, very exciting for, for everyone, but mostly just me. So uh, <laughs> anyway, I think that, I think that's all that's important. And 
yeah, what else? We're, we'll talk a lot more about uh, playoff basketball here moving forward. Yes, we will. Uh, tomorrow's podcast, we should have some times for you when, you know, the Bucks will actually play and, uh, you know, how all of this will end up working out. So uh, we'll have all of that for you tomorrow. For you today, this podcast was brought to you by Wise. Again, go to wyze.com slash locked. Again, that's wyze.com slash locked for the guaranteed lowest price on the indoor camera that does it all. Wise is packed with premium features that allows you to see everything from anywhere for only $20. 1080p full HD images so clear you won't miss a thing. Night vision, two-way audio. Uh, great product for you at Wise, wyze.com slash locked. And a reminder that this episode and every episode is brought to you by himalaya thanks for listening and remember you can subscribe to the show on the new himalaya podcast app as well as apple podcast google podcast and spotify and when you get in your car tell your smart device to play podcast locked on bucks for frank i'm eric this has been lockdown bucks we'll talk to you guys tomorrow